The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. You're tuning in to Flawed and Fabulous. I'm Ash, and I like to think we are all flawed, but we are also fucking fabulous. So come on, let it go. Just let it be. Welcome to episode seven. Hello, Miss Courtney. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? I feel like we're about to say, let it go. Uh. <laughs> let it go. Um, today we are talking all things letting go and acceptance. But before we get into that, it's Angel Card, Holmes. Ooh, we've already shuffled. Yes. Got to reveal mine. Mine is have confidence. Ooh. Moving forward does not necessarily require you to have confidence in yourself. Confidence in God is enough, along with knowing that God works through you and with you in all ways. Lean upon us if your confidence wavers and we will give you courage and faith. Sorry, I didn't get the thing ready. Was it confidence or have Have confidence? Have confidence. This card is a message from your angels saying, you can do it. Trust that you have all the ingredients it takes to complete the mission that's before you. Although you may not completely understand how you'll fulfill the task, have faith that you'll be continually guided. The more you can depersonalize the mission and know that it's not about you, the better. Don't listen to the voice that asks, who? Me? You are utterly worthy since you are the perfect daughter or son of the creator and the angels surround your every step of the way. Additional meanings for this card, stay in the moment and focus on one step at a time. Give all worries or concerns to God and the angels. Ask the angels to increase your faith. Trust that God's love and wisdom are working for, working through you. I feel like this is a perfect intro for you to say what you've been up to lately. <laughs> What have I been up to? <laughs> oh, my God. I thought about your podcast straight oh. away with that. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I don't feel like I, – I don't know. Like, I feel like confidence is something I definitely have. Like, yes. you're always saying that I have confidence, so I don't need to, like, But sometimes more. the doubt. But, yes, there can definitely be doubt. So, obviously, I've started my own podcast recently. Named? And, um, she Was the Fire on Apple and Spotify, all the places. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I guess I was initially, like – I was really excited initially and then like the night before launch I was like to you, oh God, what if nobody listens and they're just like, why is Courtney doing this? Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I got over that pretty quick. Yes. <laughs> so. And you've done amazing up to episode three now, yeah. maybe four by the time yeah, this probably. airs. And yeah. what's the podcast about? So the podcast is sort of just, if anybody follows me on Instagram, it's kind of an extension of my Insta stories. It's just my life and I seem to share a lot of sort of girl bossy tips mm -hmm. and then sort of relatable stuff around like health, fitness, not knowing what the fuck is going on. You <laughs> know, like your fitness routines are by far my favorite <laughs> thing that you do. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and then just like stuff about like cancer and things that I've learned through that mm -hmm. and, you know, getting more confident over the years and just like just general your, things that um, I've kind sun, of learned. Oh, I don't want to call it sun safety. Is that too like grade five, like sun, <laughs> sun, safety, no, but, sun safety? But that's exactly your mission, right. the sun, yeah, you know, exactly. sun aware and everything. So. Yeah, so going into just basically a lot of my life and hacks and tips and recommendations. So I think the next episode is going to be like the court report. Yes, I'm which excited Which will be for like favourite movies, TV shows, because I love sharing like things that yeah. I find Got a lot of knowledge in there. Yeah. What's your card? Okay. I have got Innocence. 
I flicked open to that like straight away Ooh. before you even like said That's it. That's so weird. Okay. You've had this before, right? Yeah, I know. I don't want to hear this one today. <laughs> um, beloved one, everyone is guiltless in truth <laughs> as no one can either alter God's handiwork of perfection. Give us your feelings of heaviness so we can lighten your load. Give us any guilt, anger or blame that may shroud your loving outlook. Enjoy the peace within your heart once more. This card comes as reassurance that this situation, the people involved are guiltless. If you have been harboring guilt, release it to the angels. All the emotions, guilts have the lowest frequency vibrations, so it attracts negativity. If you're judging others' guilt, this card reminds you to see the godlessness within them to God godliness, not godlessness, godliness within them <laughs> to heal the situation. You don't necessarily have control to continue a relationship with, an, with anyone you distrust. However, it's necessary to purge toxic, toxic thoughts and emotions for your own well-being. The angels ask you to consider that you have any misunderstandings or an innocent mistake. Additional meanings to this card. See the other's point of view. Forgive yourself and release regret. An argument you may have been based on sorry, an argument that may have been based on misunderstanding, honour the inner child within and others look past surface illus- illusions and see the underlying spiritual truth of perfection and divine order. Wow, that was a struggle for me today. <laughs> get, I'm sorry. Get it out, Court. <laughs> what is that about, Ash? Um, well, when I first saw the card, I was like instantly sort of children. You know, our children are so, so sweet, innocent. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> like, and they've just been annoying the absolute fuck out of me. And they went away for like four days and they've been back for one. And I'm like, they're still annoying me. <laughs> and I'm like, they're just kids. Like, let them be. But like, oh, and then Eden's annoying me. And it, just everyone's annoying me. I hope, I don't know if I'm getting my period because I don't keep track of it properly. But <laughs> like my annoyance levels are at an all time. For someone who doesn't want more kids and hates kids, you think you'd keep track of your period. <laughs> True, true. <laughs> I'm like, I did put it in my phone, but then it just appears. Oh, and I'm okay. like, okay, that's what that meant. I see. Also, listening back to the um, three family affair episodes, I was kind of like, oh, this is just like so hard. <laughs> like, this is just like listening like back to the relationship. Yeah, just like <laughs> the stories. And like, while it's, you know, kind of. I don't know if it's entertaining for other people to listen to, but I'm like, it's actually like our real life yeah. and they're like our real struggles and our real story. Yeah, people are like, this is so interesting, but you're having to go through it. Yeah, and I was just like, ugh, this is a lot. Like, how I, was the feedback after that episode? Or how was Eden after it? Yeah, Eden hasn't listened to them. And I was like, okay, well, you know how I also asked you to like proof them before <laughs> they go to air? So he hasn't, that's just pure Eden. That's what he, he'll probably listen to this episode and not the other ones. He'll be like, oh, she's just talking smack about me. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, lots of response for Eden's um, story with Jess. Obviously, a lot of people I don't think really understand like the magnitude of the situation and what they both went through. So there was a lot of like um, reaching out and support for that, which was really nice for Eden because he was like, when we left here after recording, he was um, like, oh, like what did I even say? Like I felt like I was just like rambling and I'm like, I felt like you were rambling too, so I don't know. But when listening to it back, um, it made more sense than like you and me kind of looked at each other a few times like, where are we again? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. what are we doing? But it did make um, sense. And one of the things that when we're getting like feedback from the family about the podcast is they're like, you forgot to mention Eden's leg. And I was like, Eden's leg? Like what happened? I did know what happens to Eden's leg, but I forgot about it too. In the whole process of while Jess was, you know, going through all of her treatment and she was still in Australia at this stage, Eden was at work and he was on a really steep driveway and he actually rolled 
his big massive excavator and he fell out of it and the excavator landed on his legs <gasps> and nearly severed both of his legs off, one more than the other. Um, it's just like on his shin bones. The big massive like ordeal, like he had to have like skin grafts, bone replacements. Oh, how, all... how heavy is one of those machines? Tons, like elephants, huge. Oh my like, god, <laughs> so big. Um, and you know, like he nearly like died. Like he was like trapped under an excavator. If it had landed on his like stomach, it probably would have like. Were there lots of people around? Like so... he had like two of his staff there, and they were like trying to lift off the excavator. There's no chance that you can like lift so it off. It's they... like they had another excavator there, luckily, and they used that excavator to lift off the other one. And his like foot was like dangling off, and he's like, you know, the ambulance is obviously calm, and he's on the whistle, and like he was like literally thought he was dying. So he had to be in hospital for weeks with that. Oh, my God. And then, um, you know, Jess and Sasha have decided to go to to Mexico. He was, like, up walking by that stage. Um, But when he got the phone call to actually go to Mexico, he, um, like, hadn't, like, bent his legs in, like, that position. So that's, like, a 24-hour, like, thing to, like, be sitting there. And he couldn't get business class ticket to, like, elevate. He was sitting in, like, coach. And also, like, deep vein thrombosis after you've just had all that stuff. Yeah, like, it was such, like, a massive ordeal. So his parents like, how can you not mention that? Like, this is your life. Like, (laughs) And I was like, I wasn't there. I don't (laughs) know. But Eden should have said it. And so, yeah. Well, he was just focusing so much on the Jess Jess, part of the story. Yeah, and that's totally who he is as a person. But yeah, when like we, when they mentioned it, we're like, yeah, that is a big part of the story that like you nearly like died also. So wow. yeah, just had to throw that in. So we Does can... he get like sore legs in when it's cold or he anything? He had to have another operation um, kind of like just when we started seeing each other. Um, it wasn't healing or there was a something in there that wasn't working. So next time you're over, I'll show you. He's like, um, Can't wait. he's got like skinny skin. Like really uh, like like and his ankle has scars all over it oh and wow. everything. So yeah, he doesn't really complain about it. But like he was like, Oh, I didn't get my work boot back. Of oh. <laughs> all the things. Just so his personality to yeah. like make a joke about it. But yeah, if anyone has his boot, he'd like it back. <laughs> And then um, we've also just had the episode of Eden and I's story. Um come out which now people are like oh my god like I had no idea that you you guys went like that far back and da 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 how random and blah 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 so um yeah that's been cool and then the blending of the family will come this week and I think I've been listening to that one to make sure I didn't say anything like because you know we all know that children are not always my favorite thing <laughs> um, that I didn't say anything like too full on that's going to go out there and I might like regret it later yeah. or owe like a hundred apologies to people so sued uh, by the kids <laughs> yeah, when they're older yeah, I'm like <laughs> Would you talk this about me? Um, but, yeah, no, now that I've, I'm fully comfortable, I gave um, Aaron the green light. I'm like, <laughs> put it out there. It can go. But it's the truth and that's what this is about. Eden and I had discussed many times, why am I doing this? Da, da, da. I'm like, it's the truth. I could yeah. get on here and be like, we are happy families, we are doing this, but that – it doesn't really help anybody else no, by trying well, to live like up to a false perfection. Are, yeah, and we are happy but, like – not all the time and that's, you know, kind of like real life. So it made me um, listening back to it come up with like what the topic would be for this week and obviously that's letting go and acceptance and I think that um, in life they, um, you know, 
time is so precious and we can waste a lot of time being hung up on things that we probably shouldn't, but it's either in our personality or it's the fact that um, you have put so much into that initial like argument that you like stand in your ground even when you're like, I don't even know what it's really about anymore. And then for obviously for me, I've had like bigger hurdles, um, which I don't really want this episode to be about. Like, obviously it's not very relatable to everyone for me to always talk about the passing of Horn and how I dealt with that. While I do have a lot of listeners that have had um, loved ones pass and they reach out to me in regards to that, it's more about just life lessons and how you can waste time. And sometimes it's like the littlest things that you hold on to that are actually the most insignificant that causes the most toxicity in your body anyway. 100%. And then you just spend all this time and energy fixate on that. You can lose friendships. And it's like it didn't really mean much anyway. No. And like one of like the like I feel like the whole podcast could be over like after this one sentence but I'm going to keep going (laughs) Um, is that, you know, if it doesn't matter in like a year, two years, five years, 10 years, don't let it matter now. Like don't sweat the small stuff because um, I have definitely been a person that has 100% been like the bitch, the grudge holder, would love to like pick a fight when I heard someone say something and just like pounce on them and go for it. And it's really like taken some time to not do that. And I, when I spend time with my mum, I realise where I get it from <laughs> because I'm like, mum, seriously, let it go. <laughs> like, let it go. What are you fucking talking about? Like, it's like I get there and she just pounces on me about something that happened like three years ago. I'm like, okay, too much time. Like, too much time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it can also be in like your family DNA to be a bunch of grudge holders, yeah, but there's in, always time to change. DNA, that's for sure. And, you know, being being stuck in the past is not healthy. Like I think that it's really important to always, um, you know, live in the present and then also plan for the future. So if you're spending all that time dwelling on something, how can you truly um, give your best to like current situations in your life or working towards better ones in the future? Exactly. So I um, like did some research, which sometimes when the more research I do, it makes me like, like not be myself. So um, Courtney and I had a little I chat. I received before. a document yeah. from you late yesterday, which was uh, basically a novel about letting go, which Ash was just going to read out to you all today. <laughs> and then like woke up this morning and I'm like, that would be boring as fuck. I need to like bring it back and make it like more about like what we're about here. But I did have like some key tips that I think are really important in figuring out how you process a situation and how you can move towards letting go and acceptance. And for the first point for me, it's like develop. And some people will already knows what, know what their morals, values and beliefs are and some people won't. And that's fine if you haven't really been, you know, doing the work or trying to, you know, resolve anything. Sometimes it's not obvious to you, but once you start looking into it, it becomes very apparent to you what they are. So do you know, because if you don't know what your values are, how do you expect anyone else to I mean, respect them as well? It's not something, I mean, I I saw when you sent me this document that you were going to say to the listeners, like, what are your values? And I was like, she's going to fucking ask me. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I've never like sat down and written out a list or thought about like what my morals are, but I guess you just know inherently like things that are important to you. So like I would say for me, like family is really important mm-hmm. and my relationship with my friends, 
honesty is really important and that could be something that's like good and bad for me because I can be quite brutally honest mm-hmm. sometimes but like that's what oh yeah you can <laughs> but I think like people know where my heart is where it comes from it's not to be like I'm not no. like someone like wow you look bad in those pants like no, it's not to no, that no, extent no, no. but it's like you know if I think you're making a bad choice I'll be like I'm not sure about that decision yeah, you don't um, support the crap yeah so more like that um hard work is definitely something mm-hmm. that I've value I think um and there's so much stuff out there about like you know like hard work and hustle and like you shouldn't have to do that you should be able to be calm but I can't get my head around like people who are like during this COVID time I'm just gonna do nothing because you know (laughs) I don't feel like it and that's okay everyone's choices are okay I'm like why are you wasting time do something you know so yeah it's whether it's a good or bad thing hard work definitely is something that is important to me. Um, respect is really important, um, especially since I've come from like a background of like predominantly men. So that mm-hmm. like female, male yep. role play kind of thing has always been a big deal to me. I'm mm-hmm. very big on like that equality and like how we um, and you also position those um, things. had a, a, a big interest, which you always have, but obviously it was recently heightened with the Black Lives Matter and like, you know, putting a point across and sharing information with that too. So I think that's awesome that with those specific things that as you see, you start talking about it, your morals and your values and your beliefs come in you're like, oh, wow, I actually have a really long fucking list of these things. This is great. So so I think that that's probably like, you know, I get a lot of like, oh, Queenie's on a high horse again when people say like, you know, words that are also really. You said equality before, but like more like, I don't even know what the right term is, which makes me sound so clever about like not girl power. Oh, yeah, like like, feminism kind of stuff. Yeah, feminine. No. Feminine. I can't say it. Feminism. I can't say it. It's yeah, like cinnamon, so, feminine <laughs> are not words that I can ever say. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, like those kinds of things, like when I hear casual racism, like I call it out, whereas like yeah. other people just like roll their eyes at me like, uh, and I'm like, oh, no, we, we don't say, you know, like you know, there are words now, for instance, like, you know, obviously I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I'm going to make it clear that yep. this is what I'm talking about. Yep. So words like retarded and things like that are like, oh, that's so gay. Words like that now that we know are not acceptable. It's yeah. like if someone says that around me, I'll be like, oh, you yeah, don't say that like anymore. the worst person to be around <laughs> because I'm so flippant. We're so salt and pepper. Yeah, I love that so much. Like, so. And I totally agree with you and it's one of those things that I know what's in my heart. Yeah, and of course. And that's what I guess is the, one of the biggest conversations at the moment, people saying, well, I don't feel that way, but it's not about how I feel. It's about the person yeah, and how, how they feel. feel. You- um, so you actually said one of my like be all and end all is like my um, like core value is honesty. I cannot be like friends with people that are not honest um, or people that um, portray that they're being honest and then behind the scenes they do like the complete opposite. That for me I just have no patience, I have no time in my life for people that can't be honest and it was really funny when Eden and I were in um, like therapy on, was it therapy or maybe it was his like business coaching that he was doing, he got asked like what his like values were and he had to do this whole workings out thing and like honesty was like ninth. Oh, what was at the top? Um, oh, I don't even know because it didn't resemble, like didn't resonate with me. Um, still like things that like family and yeah. respect. It wasn't like money. <laughs> well, money was definitely like in the top like five, yeah. but I was like, honesty is ninth. Are you just spending all your days lying to me? <laughs> 
<laughs> because like mine's like up the top, but it's obviously, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, yeah, well, if you say it like that, it sounds important. I'm like, well, I can't persuade you to well, have it, your own values. It is hard though when you see a list of these things, you're like, well, all of these things are important. Yeah. And I don't think like, I don't really know that I believe and they have to be prioritised. You can have so many yeah. different things and not necessarily that one has to be more than the other. It's you just know? when you're trying to create something for yourself, you have to have something to like reflect back on to be like, am I being honest? Am I being real? You know, do, am I holding respect? All that sort of stuff. So if you don't, like you can't have like a 15 page or something, was I these 15 things today? Because if I didn't, I did fucking great today. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, was I, you know, being myself in that conversation, was I being honest? And I think, you know, with age, um, being yourself is probably one of the most important things too. It's the hardest thing to like, you know, well, not for everyone, but it, it can be really hard to just be comfortable in your own skin, own that conversation and, um, you know, stay true to yourself, which, you know, is definitely something that I struggled with when I was younger. Like I yeah, would same. like... Um, <clears throat> go with like whatever the flow was. And I was always in the relatively popular group, but I still didn't feel like if anything, I probably felt even less confident because of the pressure that went with being in, you know, those yeah. circles. And then even now, like I still have, you know, 15 to 20 close girlfriends and that's a big number yeah. for someone of my age. <laughs> um, but, and we've been friends since school. And I think that's because we've all really accepted who each other are. Um, and, um, yeah, so for me, like, I feel like, um, growing up in a divorced environment, like family is important to me, but I forget about it because I've had to do so many other things in my life where, you know, when I was 12, my mum was kind of make my mum and my dad separated and they made new families. They didn't have any more children, but you know, you know, when you first start seeing someone and you're so obsessed with them and you just want to hang out with them all the time, yeah. like they both did that, which is completely fine. Me and my brother were old enough. We were going out drinking and smoking and doing <laughs> what we needed to do, you know, fully, you know, 13, 14 year old appropriate stuff. But, um, just <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we just kind of like my brother and I are really close, but he feels like my friend half the time. It's really, yeah. it's really weird. I know he's my family, but then obviously having then w what happened with Horn, like, I'm like, oh, my family again, like got like pulled apart that I'm like, keep putting like work and business and money and like things like survival things ahead of things that are actually more important. And I'm trying to work on that. They just don't ever seem to get like... I feel like it's fake when I'm saying it okay. and that's obviously not great, but that's the truth. So, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other things I refer back to is um, at work, we have like this code of conduct that we have to abide by um, given for, to us from the government. And um, I have made like my own personal code of conduct, what's acceptable, what's not. And you can't have two different codes of conducts, one for me and one for everyone else. So if I feel like, you know, honesty is really important to me, that means that I have to be honest with other people too. It's a vice versa. You know, some people have the two sets of rules. You can't be like, yeah, yeah. I'm so moral high ground over here. Hypocrites. Yeah, hypocrites is the word. So don't be a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> so the second thing is recognise and that's to recognise the time to move forward or the time for a do-over. So they're not really both that easy and it does take time um, and that comes back to the holding the grudges and things like that. A lot of time can go past before you actually realise, oh, I really should have 
um, done something about that? Is it too late? Can I still do something about it? Um, you know, some, like I have said to like Eden and Easton when we first met them, like, do you guys think that like, sorry is a swear word? Why is it so hard to fucking apologize? Like, I'd be like, just even if E like accidentally like bumped one of the boys and they started crying, like, just say sorry. He would be like, so stiff face, like looking at the ground, like, uh, uh. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> just say it. Do you mean it? Do you feel sorry? And he'd be like, I'm like nodding my head. Like he's yeah. like, get crying. it out. Yeah. I'm like, just say it, move on. <laughs> like it's done. Yeah. Like this is dramatic. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so to recognize one, you're going to have a, like a light bulb moment. So you'll just be like pondering about a past situation. You're like, oh, oh my God, what was I doing? That was just so stupid or like light bulb, like, no, I was right. Like I'm happy with um, what I've done and I don't need to give this any more thought and I'm just going to move forward. Um, the two is the constant emotional reaction. If you think about something and you feel the same way one month, one year, five years after, you have shit to unpack. You need to deal with that. So whether that is um, professional help, talking to a friend or talking to the person that it involves or whether it's yourself um, and working through that. So when you get past it, you don't feel that way anymore because that is holding on to stuff and no one needs to do that. Mm -hmm. And the third one is a conversation which is like so scary to some people just to actually at the time when something happens, just talk about it. Communication. Communication. People. It's so simple. And um, it was, it actually, what oh, I'm trying to think of what my example is, is that it happened the other day. Oh, I did something um, at home and um, I didn't think anything of it at the time. And Eden and I went out for dinner three days later, our first date night, like three cocktails in, very fun. And then he's like brought up this situation and it's like ruined our fucking night. Oh no. I'm like, I have seen you multiple times <laughs> since well, that. Why would you why, bring it up now? Why are you picking to choose about this on our first date night out of COVID? <laughs> I'm like, so anyway, that ended in like a big fight. And then he went away for four days and I just stewed on like the fact <sighs> that we like had that. And then when he came home and cause like, I didn't want to talk about on the, over the phone when he was like with his friends and the kids and all that sort of stuff. But I'm like, you know, we're not talking about it now, but when you get back, we are definitely like nutting out. I'm like, because that approach in my eyes is not okay. And like, you just like we went to bed like multiple times. We hadn't seen each other in the morning. Like yeah. you're just stewing over there, mate. Like let it go yeah. or like say it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, do you have any examples of anything like that? Um, I'm pretty good usually at letting things go. It's one thing that my family um, is not great at. And so I kind of went the opposite way with some things in my family. They're big grudge holders. Yeah. And um, because I have quite dominant personalities you wouldn't even know like more dominant than me <laughs> um is that possible yeah um I was always the one apologizing like to the point where my family didn't really ever apologize for anything and if it was then the you know when you see those examples on things like this is what an apology does not look like <laughs> sorry but oh the but yeah sorry but is a good one that's what my family is like big on and so I didn't realize until I was older, but I became a manager at this um, business that I was at and I was like 20. I was all the other people that were managers were like 40 plus year old men. And every time something would happen, I would say, sorry, oh, sorry, oh, sorry. And I 
didn't realize, but then they used to call me sorry as a nickname Oh, because I would say sorry so frequently for everything I was doing. I was constantly apologizing for everything. And I think it's because I grew up in a family where no matter who was at fault, in order for that fight to be squashed, I had to apologize because nobody else was going to. Yeah. And um, so I kind of grew up with this like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I've actually had to go like a bit in the reverse because it's not healthy for women to feel like they have to apologize for their existence. Definitely not. And so I've kind or of- for anyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a common thing yeah. for women to do. Um, to like constantly feel like, like, oh, sorry, oh, was I doing this? Yeah. Whereas a man would never be like, if I butted in, I'd be like, oh, sorry, I shouldn't cut you off. A man would never yeah. care about that. I actually that. read that, um, trying to think where I read it, but I, I used to do it like, oh, sorry, can you pass me a bit of paper? Yeah, exactly. Or like, sorry, like just, I'm like, just, it was just in the vocabulary. Yeah. Didn't Women need to constantly be, are didn't need to be there existence. at all. And I was like, oh, sorry for interrupting. And I was just be like, may I interrupt? Like I was teaching you like how to like um, reword it without using sorry in the sentence. Yeah. I actually think it was one of Monique's posts. Maybe. So I might go back and try and find that and um, re-share that because yeah, it's, um yeah, it is actually a very common thing that people do now that you've mentioned that. And I did it too. <laughs> and um, something else that my family has, obviously I love my family. Like, yes, well, you just no, said family no is like is your right highest like, belief yeah, and value. No so we know that- yeah, not, what they do and what I do, it's like just what I think is right. Yep. It doesn't mean that it's right and wrong. But another thing that they do is um, this sort of passive aggressive thing where it's like you don't even know what you've done but you can feel you've done something wrong and it's just like for days you're like, you are right? I'm fine. It doesn't feel as though you're fine <laughs> and there's just no like communication back and you yeah. kind of have to like pull it out of them. And They're so not I've, recognizing. Yeah, and so <laughs> I've let it go. gone the opposite where it's now like every emotion I have, I'm blurting it out because it's like I don't want anyone to feel like if, you know, say you did something, you'd be like, oh, I don't like that, whatever. I'll say it rather than holding on to it for three weeks and you don't even know what you fucking did wrong yeah. and then I'm holding on to this toxicity for nothing, yeah. you know what I mean? So um, I've kind of gone – I've had a, a rough learning curve through this yeah. because I experienced like people who had very different ways of doing things. Like all the things you're saying, like, don't do that. That's kind of what I experienced. Yeah. So I've gone the opposite. So yeah, thankfully good. I don't do that. And I think that's trained me to be able to process things, let things go, accept things very easily yeah. in my life. Like I have a big, bigger example that I'll get into a bit later, but and That's some people might be listening thinking, oh, like, I don't know, like, do I have anything that I need to let go of? Or, um, you know, have I been holding on to anything? Do I need a do-over? And, you know, a lot of things will happen in families or friendships. They're probably like the key or workplaces. They can be like the three things where people, um, they spend the most time. So they have, you know, and there might be someone in your workplace that is constantly saying things to you, not sorry, but like something else that's really annoying. And you're like, oh my God, they clearly do not know that they're doing it, but I need to like tell them so we can move forward. But if you don't know if you're holding on to a situation and whether you should let it go or not, they're doing a little like writing exercise, which I know like ages ago I've spoke about journaling and it wasn't really for me and I didn't get it. But over probably like this past like six to eight months, I've been doing a lot more of it. I'm definitely not an expert at it. I still do find it really hard, but I would definitely recommend doing like a write and release. So if you do have something that you feel like you need to let go of, just grabbing a bit of paper. If you feel like it's too overwhelming to write a whole like dear diary yeah. experience, just write down some dot points. Like what would happen in that situation? Um, who was involved? 
what, how would I feel better? Um, you know, would I do anything different? What would you do again? Are you proud of yourself? Do you hold any shame? And then once you kind of answer those questions, go back and think, how can I actually re- resolve this situation and then make the steps to do that. And then, uh, yeah, basically just reread that, see if there's anything and then approach the person or, or yourself. Like um, for me, going to Bali, I went to Bali to like let go of like a lot the of- retreat. Gi- The retreat. The retreat. The retreat. The infamous retreat. <laughs> Episode four, say my name. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went there with a lot of baggage, even more than my excess luggage that I was already carrying. <laughs> I had lots of baggage going over there and I went there for a purpose and the retreat didn't really do what I expected it to do. But being around other people and noticing that there was a whole room full of women that were there with things that they needed to work through made me feel a lot um, a lot stronger about recognising the problem and how can I fix it. Even though the retreat didn't fix it for me, when I came back, I wanted to keep working on things. And, yeah, as time has progressed, the, the, the guilt that I have felt over specific situations has definitely reduced. It's still there, but I've learned to, like, forgive forgive myself for specific things, um, which leads me into like the next topic, which is forgive doesn't necessarily mean forgetting. And I think that that's a really important um, thing for me. Um, It's not like a, a, a fact or anything. It's for me that I can definitely forgive, but my personality doesn't forget. That's the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're all human. We all fuck up. We all make mistakes and everyone deserves the chance to request an apology or give the apology, whether, you know, whoever's at fault in however it's, you know, if someone comes to you and says, you've really hurt my feelings, there are people out there that cannot apologise. Like they just cannot apologise and they're, you know, or they'll say, I'm sorry you, you, you felt that way, which is fine in some way, but you still have to take some ownership of maybe the delivery. Yeah. Or, you know, um, the, if it's consistent too and not moving forward from that. But um, you have to learn to, to speak up if you're in a situation where something's really bothering you. And it's scary sometimes. I have this thing where when I want to talk about something with someone that I'm a little bit uncomfortable about, I'll count to three in my head. And then once I get to three, I just have to like say their name. And if they're looking at me, I have to continue with the conversation. And like, you know, I'm pretty confident myself, but there's some awkward combos oh, yeah, that I'm just like, <gasps> and I'm like, nope, once I say their name on the count of three, I've got to like continue on with them. And then it just opens up the room for the conversation to hopefully sort it out. But over the years, I've lost many a friends. Um, they've stayed acquaintances, but like our close relationship has definitely dissolved due to the fact that we both weren't able to apologise and as time has progressed, I now I'm like, I don't actually miss you. Oh, yeah, I see. You know, I don't yeah, want to fight true. with you. You know, I forgive the situation, I'm moving on with it, but we're not going back. Yeah. We're not going back into the past. This is where we're at at the present and then, you know, in the future, who knows, but that's kind of how it is for me right now. Yeah, I had a similar thing. So. My best friend since I was like, I don't know, grade seven, a few years ago, um, I was at her bachelorette party Mm -hmm. and um, she 
had had a few too many drinks. Ooh, we love those <laughs> situations. <laughs> and I'm not a huge drinker, yeah. as you know. I do know um, that. But I don't have any issues with anybody else drinking. Like I'm always like, get another cocktail. I also know that do too. Do what you want. <laughs> um, and she had sort of, I think, had um, over the years, because I don't hit the level of party that she's at, um, always felt like I was judging her for the level mm-hmm. she was at, which is not the case. Um, and so that night she had been drinking. I sort of obviously said something that triggered her and then I just became like target, the target for the entire night. And it was just hours and hours and hours of her friends trying to keep her away from me and me trying to be like, it's fine. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Like, let's just leave it. And I'm having to look after her because I was staying at her house and like, and then I like, putting her shoes on her feet, trying to get her out the door and like, you know, then getting her in the cab and she's having a fight with the cab driver. And then she's having a fight with her mom who was with us at the time. It was like a whole ordeal. We get back to her house and then she just like comes for me, just telling me every bad thing she's ever thought about me, like wow. really horrible stuff. And I'd to get on a plane, like the first flight out in the morning out of Sydney, because um, I had a work event that Sounds day. Like that song, first flight out of Sydney. So I actually had to leave the house at like two a.m. and go to a hotel because she wouldn't stop braiding Ow. me, and I had to work at a big event the next day, and was like, I can't not get some sleep here, and so um, I just went to like the closest hotel to the airport <laughs> and I was mm. like at least I'll get the longest amount of sleep here yeah and just slept there and then she like a billion calls the next day and I was just like look what has happened is a lot for me to process yeah I need space and she obviously was just like my mom her mom was there the whole time so she was telling her all the things she was yeah. saying and she was so apologetic but I was just like in that moment yeah like you've unleashed 20 years of every bad thought you've had about me I need to just like work right now I can't I'm at work. I can't do this right now. You need to give me time. And so it was a couple of days and then she was already going to therapy. And so she's talking to a therapist about Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But then I started getting messages from like her friends and family being like, you know, Emily feels really bad. You need to speak to her about it. And I'm like, you know, I don't need you to start making me feel like I'm the bad guy. Yeah. I told her I'm not ready yet. Like I need to have a minute to process this. This was a lot. This wasn't like a little, like like, you're a bit traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah the person you're closest to. And like a lot of things came up from when I had my first cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, She was kind of using a lot of that stuff sort of against me. Like I had, I'd vent to her about the way, uh, how I've done on this podcast that Mm. people were not saying things, people would say things that were insensitive and they thought that they were actually a nice thing to say. And like I would vent to her. And then when she was drunk, she turned it around to being like, oh, you're so nasty. People are just trying to be nice. And it was like, she was using it against me at my lowest point. Yeah. And it was like, that's, you can't use that against me. I just found out I had cancer. Like, you know, and so it was like all of those kinds of things. And she's, you know, still my best friend to this day because at some point I had to be like, I have to accept your forgiveness. We worked through everything that she said to me and like where it was actually coming from. Yeah. Because she was having issues. Not yeah. It wasn't actually about me. It was about how I was triggering her mm-hmm. own things. Yeah. And so now we're completely fine. But I'm obviously yeah. never going to forget that vibe. Yeah, but at, in that moment you're like, we're probably never going to be friends again. Like, well, you I know. was in the middle of writing the speech for the bridesmaid. Like I literally had to like in that week be right. And her wedding gift was actually um, like I was like, this is the worst thing I could have ever done. I didn't know this was going <laughs> to no. happen. The wedding gift was I contacted everyone that was attending the wedding and asked them to give me a family recipe. And I was making a recipe book of all of her family, like, and friends, like favorite recipes. And there was like 200 guests or something. So it was like this giant recipe book that I'm making and like, I like professionally done. So I had to like fully like put everything in like 
it was all printed and photographed and like a full thing. So yeah, it wow. was like weeks and weeks of work. And I'm Talk sitting there like project. this fucking book. <laughs> oh my God, hating every bit of it. And then I'm like having to write a speech about how much I love her. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so mad as well. Oh. But, um, but yeah, like obviously I knew that we were going to get past it, but she just had to like wait for me to be able to process it. And that's okay. Like sometimes if you're not ready to accept the story or you're not ready to forgive, you have to do the work first yeah. and then get to that point. Like it doesn't happen in an instant. Sometimes things are little and you're being stupid and you, yeah. you can get over them pretty quick, but sometimes things are major and you have to actually do the work. Forgiveness isn't just a word. No. You have to actually do something to feel like you actually have yeah. processed it and moved on. And being able to actually um, apologize um, is like a testament to your character. Yeah, exactly. Like if you can't apologize and like no one wants a half-ass apology, don't be like, sorry. Like no one wants that yeah. apology. If you don't mean it, don't say it. You have to actually mean it for it to um, mean something to the person. They can tell. And I would rather no apology at all than someone just saying sorry for the sake of it to move on. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would probably, if I didn't genuinely believe some, which they're also not going to want to hear either, they'll be like, I said sorry. And you'll be what, like, what do you think about <laughs> I agree to disagree. Oh, I really, it's really like, I've said it. I've said, I've said it. Trust me, I've said it. But when it gets said back to me, I'm like, <clears throat> no, let's no, go you back need to, to that. See my way. <laughs> <laughs> let's let, let's just go back a minute because I feel like I can get you across the line eventually. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I either did or I didn't. We it. do that like, a lot with each other where I'm yeah. like, let's just agree, disagree, <laughs> let it go. Like, are we getting into this or are we not getting into it? <laughs> let's leave it. Like, it's not worth it. But I think, um, you know, real real like friendships, real bonds are the ones where you can say how you feel and move forward from the conversation. Yeah. Well, you have to take yourself out of the position and think like, is this relationship something that I still want in my life? Is it worth me holding on yeah. to this grudge forever and ruining something that could be special? Or for you, it was like, well, these people don't mean that much to me anyway. So, yeah. you know, it's fine to move on and then just keep them yeah. at, at the At the time they did, but the, the issue was just so big that um, the amount of time that we spent apart just we grew into different people and the friendship wouldn't work anymore. And um, that's fine. You know, I, like people do change and not all friendships work out. The friendship that we had for that, you know, decade was amazing. Um, and then, you know, it's just life, life changes. Obviously a lot happened to me in my life and may, I probably changed more than the other person. Um, and, you know, it was just, yeah, it was just We've resolved, but it doesn't mean we're back to dinner dating again. <laughs> There's this quote that I always think about yeah. a lot. I don't know like where it's from, but it's like holding on to anger is drinking poison, expecting the other person to die, which I, I've, I've heard something similar to that. Yeah, which is like what I always think yeah. about. And it's like, I'm so angry about this and this person doesn't give two shits about me. Yeah. Doesn't even know that I'm angry because I'm like silently seething. Yeah. And it's like, what am I hoping to achieve from this? Yeah. And it's just making me so toxic. So I yeah. think that's another thing to like think yeah, about as well. Yeah, that's a good quote. Say it again. Sorry, yeah. I know they just put your phone in, but I spoke over you that's when right. you said it. Holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah, I like that. And, um, you was, know. Is the other one you're thinking when you embark on a journey of revenge, dig two graves? Yeah, that's which is, another one and of you've my said that you've yeah. said that one before too. I feel like it, it's very similar. It might just have a few less words or something. One of my quotes that came up so much. Get the um, fuck over it. Is that yeah. it? <laughs> 
that, you know, um, now I like want to talk more about like living in the present moment. For me, that's kind of like the the final step of being able to let go and accept. You know, I had to have acceptance of what was and ex- accept, sorry, and let go of what was and what could have been in my life. And um, Eden kind of mentioned in the last podcast that I had like a grand plan for like my life and, you know, not to be crude, like horn dying didn't really go to plan. Um, <laughs> so having to like rework that and, you know, having the family that I created that I chose and then having all this set of future plans that were like ticking boxes, I felt very angry and resentful in um, those moments and probably still at times when I feel like life is hard, the why me, why did this happen to me, um, which is not a healthy mindset, but we're all still human. We, if you have a tough day, you're still going to go down that avenue of, you know, <laughs> like um, overthinking everything yeah. and, you know, going through the motions. And um, I really just realised that I had to, um, as a buffer, like a, to get through my past, the best quote that I had, and it's so simple <laughs> and it's so short, it is what it is. Yeah, I say that all the time. Like, <laughs> and like me and my friends literally like just used to teach, um, not teach, text each other, like IW. I oh, really? like yeah, the like the thing is we just used to send it to each other or like if someone was talking to me and like and I hadn't seen it in ages and like oh my god and like doing this stuff I'm like yep well it is what it is so <laughs> you know just trying to like break that conversation and you know you could get into bit you know make it so deep but really sometimes it just is what it is yeah. and um, especially for past things yeah, not everything's in our control yeah I think if something you know is happening and it is in your control in like the present moment well like it is what it is for now but what what can it be yeah like, so like can, if you hate your job don't be saying it is what it is yeah like, that's, try and get another job yeah that you recognize you know and move on yeah. because that's just holding on don't to use shit. it as an excuse people all right? yeah <laughs> no excuses please but you know you must enjoy your life like li- living in the present moment and not holding on to the past. Don't have regrets. If you need to say sorry, fucking like say sorry. Like be, be so even sometimes if you might not need to, I've definitely um, said sorry when I haven't thought that I needed to say sorry to open the conversation at least um, because if someone won't talk to you or, you know, even in a, in a relationship, like you may have like just been going about your day normally but you have piss that person yeah. off. Sometimes it doesn't mean like, sorry doesn't mean you're wrong. No. It can mean that you are actually apologetic for the way you made someone feel. Yeah. But you don't actually still think that you're wrong, but you're like, well, I'm yeah. I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. But it mm. doesn't necessarily mean that you're acknowledging that you were, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're well, you're accepting well. their feelings yeah. and um, acknowledging that they may have been hurt. And that's when it comes down to like, you know, would you do it again? Well, I'm like, well, yes. Like I would do it again. So um, that's how I feel. So I can't like turn my feelings away to make your feelings better. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, when you get in that back and forth, like think of like an argument with somebody, but I said this, (laughs) but I said that and you're like, okay, that's when let's agree to disagree comes up and you're like, oh, I really want to keep going. You're getting better at it with me. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, definitely um, to kind of like start like, Wrapping it up is in like, you know, working towards the future. Um, you know, we've said it, holding on to things very toxic. Um, and one of the quotes that I um, love the most about planning for my future, especially when, you know, just like yourself, been through an experience. Um, I um, love the quote, I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. 
And I have um, said that to myself many times in the fact that if I let specific things in my life define me, I won't move forward. I won't really ever let go. And there is things in life that are really, really, really fucking difficult to accept and let go of. But that's why it is actually important to figure out what you are holding on to and when it is right for you to let it go and move on. You don't have to, as you just gave in your example, you don't have to let go of that fight the second they say sorry. Yeah. You know? Well, it's important to be genuine about how you can forgive and move past it because, like, we also don't want to let anyone feel like they should be getting walked all over because they just let everything go and they never say anything. Yeah, no. It's about, like, acknowledging it Mm -hmm. and working through it and then moving past it. Don't let people walk all over you. No, definitely not. No one wants to be a doormat and um, people that do do that will be used as a doormat and um, you have to have the difficult conversations. You have to do the work, as we say, um, before you can let it go because you're not really letting it go if you just don't care. Yeah. Like no one wants to like not care about anything in their life. So yeah, they are my four little steps of um, working towards acceptance and letting go. So to wrap up, um, resources that will be in our show notes, it's just the one, which is Brene Brown's Dare to Lead Values List. If you are unsure of what your values are or even what values are in general, this will be a big help. And a quick recap, the four steps to help you accept and let go are, number one, develop, figure out and what your core values are and or create a personal code of conduct to refer back to when you find yourself in a situation where you need to, number two, recognise whether it's time to move forward or time to ask for a do-over, aka apologise, which leads you to number three, forgiving the people involved or possibly forgiving yourself. And once you've done that, Number four, live in the present moment, don't look back and plan for the future. If you like today's episode, please screenshot now and share on your socials with the at with love ash handle. And we also have a very fancy pants, flawed and fabulous gif that I want to see people using too. Thanks for tuning in. Just remember, we're all flawed. And we're also fucking fabulous. This podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. To stay up to date with me, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Leave me a review and follow me on Instagram at with Love Ash.